emerges. And, and the point is this, is that your understanding of the background of anything will impact the way you see an object. If your mind misreads context, if it misreads the background, if it misreads the exterior, it will also misread the actual object that you're trying to understand what it is. And it's the same way with retaliation. Because if, if you, uh, when you're mistreated, it's your natural reaction to retaliate. Because you're born into this world to think so highly of yourself. And when somebody attacks you, and when somebody comes against you, it's your natural reaction to retaliate. And then you read this book. And the color changes. And the backdrop changes. And the entire backdrop of your life becomes completely different because you didn't used to know this. You see, you were born into this world thinking that you were meaningless, had no purpose, that you were alone in this universe, that nobody really loved you, that there was no purpose, there was no reason for anything, but then you read this book. And in one second, you went from being pointless to utterly and importantly meaningful because of the revelation that God gave you in your life. This book is God's revelation to humanity. He created us, gave us the ability to understand him, and then gave us his perfect and holy word that we could read it and learn about him. And we have so much access to it and yet so little passion for it. Who God is inherently changes who you are. This word, if you believe it, changes everything about your life. It changes everything about the way that you respond to everything. You see, when you open this word, and when you begin to learn about God, the background of your life changes, and you go from being a vengeful person, prone to retaliating, to somebody who was called to be a grace giver. You see, the revelation of God leads us away from retaliation. Because we see what God has done for us through Christ Jesus. And, and when you open this, and, and you read it, and you read like Jeremiah where he talks about how I, I formed you in the womb and I've set you apart for a purpose. And, and you read the words of Jesus and he says, I have loved you uh, for, for all of eternity and I've come and I've come to pay for your sins so that you won't have to pay for them anymore. I've come to give you a, a hope and a future. I've come to make your life wonderful. And you're, you're reading these verses and it's changing you as you're reading them. And you're like, I can't hate people anymore. I can't be a vengeful person. I can't, after reading this, be a person who walks all around the world seeking to make everyone apologize to me and be better to me. Because I've been forgiven by God. This book is amazing, White Oak. And every single one of you in this room, this revelation has changed your life. You're literally sitting in this room right now because 
because God revealed himself to you through this. Even people that taught you the Bible, they, they were teaching you from this revelation. See, you can understand God in a way that a tree can't. Like that same tree was, was created by God, but it can't fathom God like, like you can. It can't know the depths of grace like you can. God created you to know him so that you could enjoy the revelation of who he is. And when you really begin to see God who he is, all you can do is just worship. That's all. If you don't worship, it's because you just don't know who God is, right? If, if you knew who God was, you would worship. Some of you, you have like something you really love to do. Maybe it's a hobby or something. It's something you really enjoy. And when you get to go do that thing, you can't help but be happy because it's just who you are. You love it. It's amazing. You're so into it. It's so fun. And maybe it's your family. Every time you're in your family, you just feel so much love. Maybe it's your kids. Every time you're around them, you just can't help but love them because they're your kids. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a hobby. Maybe you love your job. Maybe you love uh, a certain kind of aesthetic. Maybe you love the outdoors. But like every time you get there, you just can't help but just revel in it because you love it so much. And it's, it's almost like it's been revealed to you and you're in this moment. And when you read the scriptures and you see who God is and how he loves you, the only proper response is just worship. only proper response when you truly see God's face and who he is and his revealed self is worship. And then you, you walk away with that understanding. And then the next time someone like backhands you the whole backdrop of your life is changed and you respond to hate with grace. And then the next time that guy's like, that person is like forcing you to, to carry their, their armor and their equipment for a mile, you remember the cross and how Christ loved you and you're like, this person is a complete jerk, but I love them and I want them to know Jesus. You see, God's revelation of who he is transforms us into grace givers. What a, my greatest fear is that we don't take this seriously. It's probably the greatest book that's so rarely opened. And we spend our whole life trying to fix all of our problems through our efforts and through our works and, and we try so hard to make life so much better by our circumstances and by our, these relationships. And it never works and life is always the same. And, and maybe it's just because we don't have a proper understanding of reality. If we really saw who God was, how much he loved us, how amazing he is, and how he always brings perfect justice, why would we ever worry? Whatever is on your heart this morning, God loves you and he has it under control and it applies to everything. Whoever is wronging you, if it is truly wrong, God will bring justice, whether through punishment or through the cross.
because he loves you. God's revelation of who he is through his word transforms us into the givers of grace. Let's do this. Even as we fellowship after church, let's show grace to one another. I've been having an issue recently. I'll close with this. Like, um, we live down the street in Oak Forest, and uh, over in the neighborhood that we're at, a lot of the houses are real close together. And um, my neighbor has this dog that just barks like 24-7, right? And it's, it kind of started to aggravate me, and it began to kind of like boil up in me. And I've gotten like so frustrated with this dog that like the, I've even been tempted just like and conveniently open the gate and let it kind of walk out, you know? And as cheesy as it sounds, I just remember like 10, 12 years ago before I was a Christian and the life that I was living and the things that I was doing and the way that I was treating people and the way that I was responding to God, like how I totally deserved God just to open that gate and let me wander all the way to hell. And yet while I was a sinner, Christ died and loved me when I didn't deserve it. And now in every situation in my life, I'm not looking for justice. I'm looking for grace. Because God will bring justice. And in the meantime, it's my role to love. And it's your role too. Let's pray. Father, thank you for revealing yourself to us. God, we know who you are. We know of the cross. We know of your love for us. We know that in the end you will bring justice to every situation in our lives, even the most trivial of ones. We know that you were good, we know that you are perfect. You have revealed that you love the poor and the needy as well as the rich and the famous. And God, I pray that as a church we would learn to be people who are not looking to get even or to respond to hate. But I pray that our church and the individual people here would become known as grace givers. Father, remind us of the cross and what you did on it for us. And remind us that we have found salvation and newness of life, that we were raised from the dead simply because we had faith in Jesus. And Father, use that revelation, use that understanding to impact the way that we treat our neighbor and our fellow church member and our spouses, and our children, and our co-workers, use that revelation, God, to change the backdrop of our life that we would cease to be vengeful people. And in an instant, become people of grace. I pray, Lord, that as we come forward to take the Lord's Supper, that you would empower us through the elements to show grace to the people that are around us, And God, that when we are insulted, 
we rejoice in an opportunity to reflect your love. God, I just thank you for grace this morning. And as we partake of the Lord's Supper, I pray that our only response would just be thankfulness and gratitude that would lead us to sing a song to you, Father, because we're so thankful for what you've done. We ask all these things in the perfect name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.